Do you suffer from poor podcasts? Wish you could find a podcast that wasn't boring, but didn't bombard you with vulgarity or get into the latest politics? Want a podcast that's actually from lifelong gamers and not just personalities? Introducing the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. Side effects may include actually enjoying your podcast, learning about awesome games you may have missed, gaming news, fun game reviews, and laughter. If you experience lightheadedness, dizziness, or nausea, please continue to listen anyway as we assure you it'll be worth it. Oh, and check out MultiplayerSquat.com to get bonus episodes, early access, ad-free episodes, exclusive Discord perks, giveaways, basically everything cool. Check it out to get everything cool. Now on to the show. Hello, welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are a group of three dads who love gaming, and you can join us for episodes every Monday, Thursday, and Saturday, where we break down something related to video games. Please follow us on socials at MultiplayerPod. And if you like what we do and want to help support the show and get extra content like the Squadcast, which releases twice a month, head over to MultiplayerSquad.com, where you can become a Patreon supporter and unlock that additional content. Today is a bonus round episode, and we are going to be doing a full console breakdown of the Sony PlayStation 2. I am your host, Paul, and I am joined, as always, by two of the best people I know. Coming up first... His beard might be inspired by the 2018 God of War, but today we're going back to the 2000s before Kratos' full beard grew in. It's Josh. I am no baby face. (laughs) Boy. (laughs) How long have you had a beard, Josh? How many years? Uh, let's see. I started getting old and losing my hair and then I would have looked like an eraser. So probably (laughs) like around 30, I think, is when my wife was like, you know, you need something like hair wise going on on your head. You should try growing a beard. And then I went, okay. So it's like a zero sum game. Whatever you lost on top, you had to gain under the chin. I I, out there may be pictures out there where I had like the, the chin strap beard. Yeah, you know, yeah, the real yeah. thin, like, pen- pencil line beard and mustache for a little while, because I thought it made me look cool and skinny. <laughs> nice. And then joining us, this is kind of funny, because even though he's been a very close friend of mine for many years, I actually have no idea what he might have played on PS2. I'm just taking a stab in the dark here. Maybe he was seen as the Prince of Persia in possession of the Sands of Time and the Dagger of Time? It's Michael. You know, it's funny. I'm not even sure if I know what I played in the PS2 now because it's been so long. All I know yeah. is that I have to make a comment that um, with Josh's hair, um, basically one could say that it's migrated south for the winter as he approaches oh, yes. the winter years of his life. <laughs> That's fair. And what about you, Michael? How long have you had your beard? Uh, since since I shaved it 10 years ago when I had a goatee and my wife said, I don't like change, put it back. And I said, okay, I'm just going to grow the sides too. <laughs> and it worked out nice. okay because I've had it since then. And it's it's not a good beard, but it exists. So, mm. Well, I'm, I'm here holding down the fort for the, the non-bearded folk. But um, today we're going to be breaking down the PS2. What a fun console. I love doing these kinds of breakdowns. We've done it twice before. We did a breakdown of the original NES back in February of 21. We did the Xbox 360 back in November of 21, and today we're going to deep dive the PS2. So let's just jump right into things, all right? And and, and let's set aside individual game titles for now. We're going to have plenty of time to talk about all the great games that were on the PS2, but when you think back on the overall legacy of the PS2 console, what are some of the first things that jump out? Um, I remember that it killed my favorite console of all time at the time, which was the Sega Dreamcast, <laughs> um, yeah. which I still probably have more hours played on than the PS2. Um, but let's see, what was this like? It was what the year twenty one or two thousand? Two thousands when the PS2 released. Yeah, yeah. So so Britney Spears and InSync, and then Gran Turismo <laughs> three. What more do you need, right? <laughs> Oh man, he went Britney Spears and InSync. This this show's not five minutes in, oh, and man. we're getting crazy already. Well, funny enough, I actually did look up to see what was on the Billboard Top 100 when the no. PS2 released. Oh, I got a couple for you guys. 
The number three song at the time was With Arms Wide Open by Creed. I was going to oh. say, it was not, a, it was oh, not no. a good time. It had to be a Creed or Nickelback song. <laughs> yes. Please don't ever mention Creed again on this show, ever. Like, I'll quit. <laughs> oh, not not a good time for music. Uh, I actually was a big fan of Nelly. Country Grammar by Nelly was number 12. Wow. And Who Let the Dogs Out by the oh. Baja Men now was number 44. Okay. That's classic right there. <laughs> did we ever figure that one out, though, by the way? Who did let the dogs out? Who? I, I don't think we ever who? did. No, who? who let the dogs out? Who? It's like who? the who's on first thing. You know what I mean? Uh, it's, it's who. And then people keep saying, like, who let the dogs out? And they're like, who? 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There you go. I think think you solved it, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the first thing I think of with the PS2 is most people would probably say it's the greatest console ever. I think if you went out and did a survey, I think you would get more responses for the PS2 than anything else. I think it was just great hardware, great games, great marketing, kind of just all the stars aligned. And this was, you know, an incredibly well-selling console that I think most people really loved. The PS2... It's weird because when you think about like what's the best console, I think it's I think people don't look back that far because I mean let's be honest, we're 22 years past the PS2. So there are a lot of people alive and listening to the show right now that never have never seen one, have never laid hands on one. They know the PlayStation Legacy but they're just sitting there going like it's the PS2 like why like what yeah. made that so great why is it indeed the number one selling console of all time you know <laughs> and and so like you know what gives and that's what we're going to break down today yeah absolutely and that's a perfect transition because i do have a couple statistics i thought i would share with you guys a couple of these are going to have some guesses from you guys to see how close you can get but You're the going PS2, down, Michael. <laughs> do we get to score it? Can we score it? Uh, I think it's like two questions. Everything is sure, a competition. We can score. <laughs> but if I win, if I win the competition, can I maybe just borrow some of Josh's beard and use some spirit gum and make it no. my own beard? And that's my prize. And Josh get can your... borrow the hair on top of my head. Ooh, and you do have some I, nice hair. I have some. It's it's very luscious up here. Yeah. I, I will buy the winner a PS2. How about that? I'll take it. <laughs> I will take that. All right. So the PS2 is part of the sixth generation of consoles, which might be my overall favorite. That means that it's lumped in the same generation as the Nintendo GameCube, the Microsoft Xbox, and the Sega Dreamcast. Now, the Dreamcast was the least selling of the bunch. It sold 9 million units. Third place is the GameCube with 22 million units sold. Second place was the Xbox with 24 million sold. How many units do you think the PS2 sold, which outperformed all three? Hold on. What was the second place one? Are we doing all time? Twenty. Yes. All time. The Xbox sold 24 million for second place. How many units do you think the PS2 sold? 74.8 million. I'm I'm going to say it blew it away. I'm going to I'm going to shoot for I think it's like 100 million units, dude. It was insane. It's some crazy number like that. You're both more than 50 million short of the Wait, actual what? number. 155 million units sold. That means you know, I think most of us probably remember a lot of people owning Xboxes. There were 6.5 PS2s sold for every one Xbox that was sold in stores. Yeah, that's a that's a huge difference amongst those. Yeah. Totally wild. Now, there's a couple reasons that I think why the PS2 sold so well. So just a couple quick things about the hardware. First of all, it was fully backwards compatible with the PS1. Now, you guys know that was not something that really existed back then. You could not put your NES games into a Super Nintendo, right? So yeah. being able to use all of your old games was a huge bonus. Uh, I, this doesn't mean much to me, but apparently the IO processor had a PS1 core in it and it used the exact same type of RAM as the PS1. So every single game fully backward compatible. And what's even more amazing is, I don't know if you guys know this, but DVD players started hitting the market in yep. 99, 2000 and DVD players often cost 300 bucks or more. 
And guys, what this, do you think the Xbox Two could also do? Yeah, play DVDs, but play I, DVDs. This is to me the fact that the PS Two was an affordable DVD player on top of a gaming console is the number one reason that I think it it did what it did because at that time. I don't know if you guys remember VHS tapes, man. I, I remember oh, yeah. Betamax and VHS and all that. But when Betamax DVDs came superior. out, it was superior. <laughs> it's true. But when, when DVDs came out, like everybody wanted a DVD player. You didn't have to rewind them. The picture was phenomenally better. The sound was bad. I mean, it was this was cutting-edge technology at the time. But it's like you said, Paul, they were 300 bucks. And this is $300 back in the early 2000s, which is probably like 800 bucks today. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere around there. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, and so if you could, it, it was a no brainer. If your family wanted a DVD player, it was like, hey, we can buy a DVD player or we can just buy a PlayStation 2, which plays DVDs for us. Oh, yeah. And by the way, we can game on it. So now my kid is happy at the same time. I, I, like I said, for me, I think it's the number one reason that it was so like just worldwide in its popularity. Well, it's funny you mentioned that too, because I actually worked at an electronics store when the PS2 came out and when the Dreamcast came out, like right, right at the very end of high school. I worked at Fry's Electronics. It's a, a, a long gone back in the day out of Houston, went to Phoenix and I sold a bunch of stuff there. Dreamcast came out and we couldn't keep them on the shelves probably because they had a demand and supply issue but uh ps2 came out and the whole thing was I'm like no like people come in like which one do i want i'm like well dreamcast is definitely better but this one has a dvd player so you should buy that because then i don't have to walk you over to the av department and get one of those guys to steal my sale because we were all yeah like very siloed at the time and i'm like well they're gonna rewrite <laughs> the receipt the whole thing and take my sale and i'm like hey you guys looking for a dvd player to get the ps2 you're good to go gaming and dvd and that was it <laughs> now uh, this is when we were still living in the age of memory cards which is hard to believe because even though the ps2 is 21 years old I, it's hard to believe that you still had to buy a separate memory card that you would pop into the console to save your games how much storage do you guys think was on your standard ps2 memory card 16 megabytes I can't go back that far in time because I don't <laughs> my speak guess. megabytes anymore. <laughs> 16 right? megabytes. I just remember at the time, the Dreamcast controller, I think itself, had like a memory card slot in it. In it, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, and uh -huh. it was like, because memory was a big deal back then. Yeah. Eight megabytes. Oh, no. I was <laughs> That's close. all you got. I was close. Oh, I feel like game saves nowadays are like way bigger than that just for singular games. Pretty funny to think about. Uh, the PS2, first console that you could orient either horizontally or vertically with the stand. Kind of neat. Is, I don't is know that a thing for you guys? Because like, yes. like, even to this day, like people are like, ooh, I can stand it up or I can lay it down. I might be weird in that take, but I could care less. And honestly, I don't think I would ever want to actually stand it up versus just laying it down on like a TV stand or something. Like TV That's stands have cubbies for a reason. You know, and it's like you've got your satellite box, you've got your AV receiver, like all these things go long ways, not up and down. And so it seems weird to me that being able to stand something up and down is like a selling point for people. Well, I think back in the day, it was like there was that myth that like, oh, the disc spins easier if it's up and down yeah. or whatever it is. <laughs> but it's a big deal to me now because I think, Paul, you've got a PS5 and it yep. only stands up, right? No, it can go either way. Okay, well, never mind. That's a moot point. Because I've only <laughs> seen actually, it standing Paul up. I'm like, stand I want to lay it down. No, I, I actually don't. Th Wait. This is actually very funny because I was a little salty about this. I bought a new TV and I put up my wall stand and then I bought a little, you know, whatever they call them, the little console tables that go underneath the TV. Well, then I ended up buying a PS5. And if I try to stand the PS5 up... It's like one inch too big where it runs into the TV oh, and I don't want screen. it to cover the yeah. screen. So yeah. I've got to keep it horizontal. I used yeah. to have a roommate that used As to have these house plants in front of his TV and one of the branches went in front of the screen. He used to oh, get so no. mad at me when I was like, can we move the plant <laughs> Dude, like just two inches to the right? That's crazy. That is, and he's that like, is but it looks great here. I'm like, it doesn't look great. I can't see the whole TV. <laughs> Major conflict between my wife and I is she wants to decorate the TV stand. 
And so oh, she wants yeah. all these plants and everything. Well, we have a really nice sound bar, right? That goes in front of that. And the sound bar has speakers all along the front of it and out the sides and everything. Right. But she wants to put plants on the TV stand in front of the sound bar. And then the leaves from the plants stick up like, with, like when, within an yep. inch. It's not much, but like an inch on the bottom of the TV. And I'm like, baby, you can't do that. And she's <laughs> yeah. like, why? It looks so nice. And I'm like, no. And she's like, you just want a plain TV stand with a TV and a soundbar on it. And I'm like, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I want. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going for. And forever it will be that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, too funny. All right, so let's go back in time to when the PS2 released. So we're talking October of 2000. Where were you guys at in life and what was going on at the time? Oh, I, this was my college days, boy. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> so I was, uh, let's see, 2000. I was probably a sophomore in college. Uh, so, you know, live, living the life, man. No let's curfews. Just remember that this no, show here is a family-friendly show, I, so... I, I'm keep like I said, just no curfews. Going over to my buddy's house. I like the the number one memory that sticks out to me on this one is going over to my friend. We just called him Rowden. So we we would all he had his own house. Like we were a lot of us were in college, but we were still staying with our parents or something like that. But Rowden had his own place, which was great. And so I mean probably three, four nights a week, we'd go over to Rowden's house and we would play Tekken. And if I remember right, I think it was Tekken 5. And I was never a huge fan of Tekken. Like, I loved Street Fighter. I loved Mortal Kombat. uh, Soul Calibur, which, I, you know, is a PS2 game, I thought was amazing. Really wasn't a huge fan of Tekken. But when you've got six of your buddies over at a friend's place where he's got his own house, you know, and we're barbecuing, we're playing Tekken 5, where it was just, it was amazing, man. Like, that is the number one memory that stands out to me about the PS2, was just always chilling over at his house, round robin with the controller, you know, winner stays, loser has to, you know, hand the controller off to somebody else was amazing. I believe Soul Calibur was a second Dreamcast game, and Soul Calibur 2 was a PS2 game. Yeah, Am I right there? Right. Can someone vet that? No, you are. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. Okay. Um, no, but you're totally right, because Soul Calibur 2 was like a big deal. Um, I remember that at this time in my life, I had just graduated from high school in June, or late May, early June of 2000, and I had my first apartment. I got my apartment on August 8th of 2000, and it was kind of the same thing. It was literally, we had a three-bedroom apartment, right? And five of us lived there. We were all we had all just gotten out of high school. Nice. We were like, we're getting a place. And we were like, hey, our buddy Brad can't pay rent. No problem. He can sleep on the couch, but he had a PS2. Oh, and we're like, that's you rent. can that's you rent. can stay on the couch rent free. Um I had the master bedroom, my buddy Dan, and we had our buddy Reese, who was the apartment like holder. He's the one that actually was under his name because we didn't have any credit, but Reese was 19. He was a big deal. We were all 18. And uh we had a bunk bed, a queen-size bunk bed built by Reese's dad in my master bedroom, and we'd often throw the PS2 in there and just play games like on the bunk bed so no one could see what other people are doing with their controllers and so forth. But yeah, it was, it was a great time, and that's like, the exact same time. Like I literally, the, the electronics store that I worked at was literally like, I don't know, probably 30 meters away from my apartment. I, we got this apartment because we all worked at the same electronics store, oh, and that was, that was just life. Yeah, we'd go, we'd go, we, yeah, we'd all walk to work. We'd go to work, we'd come home, EverQuest and PS2 all day long, and that was it. (laughs) Very nice. Uh, For me, since I'm just a little bit younger than you guys, I had just started my junior year in high school, so I was 16 at the time. I had my very first job, which was at Harkins Movie Theater, and growing up, my parents never wanted me to own a video game system, and I was not a gamer growing up. The first system I ever had was a 64 which I bought with my own money when I was 15. So I had only really been gaming for about a year, but I would not even consider myself a gamer. I spent almost all my time just playing basketball and talking about the Phoenix Suns. That was, you know, basketball was life back then. Um, so uh, this, this is also at the time I had just broken up with my very first girlfriend whose name was actually Jenny McCarthy, oh, which is very oh, funny. Paul's, wow. No relation. No, no, we know the truth, Paul. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Don't no be relation humble. to the famous Jenny McCarthy. <laughs> and uh, I was four months away from when I would start dating Nikki, who would eventually be my wife and mother to my five kids. So very, very important time in my teenage years. And um, 
the PS2, I spent an incredible amount of time playing at my girlfriend Nikki's house at the time. Her older brother, Timmy, had a PS2. And for about a straight year, we would just order Peter Piper pizza every single day for lunch, which a lot of you out there wouldn't know because I think they're exclusive to Arizona. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's not very good pizza, the but pizza's it's very terrible. Cheap. But oh, people around here love yeah. it. I hear and people they, rave about Peter Piper pizza. I'm like, that pizza sucks, yes. people. Yeah, <laughs> like if I'm like a pizza delivered, I would never consider having it delivered from there ever. It's like yeah. cardboard with cheese. Well, they had a good to go deal where you could walk out with two large pizzas and two two liters, and it was like eleven ninety nine or something. So we would get that every day, and me, Nikki, and her cousins Ryan and Anthony, the four of us, just played games. All day, every day, playing PS2 for the most part, but a little bit of GameCube as well, because that's what I owned. So I would bring my GameCube over there, and we would play it there. Uh, all right, so then one last fact before we start talking a in, in a little bit more detail here. The PS2 released in 2000. They continued manufacturing it all the way until 2013. No. Which is when they started making the PS4. So, guys, the whole time that they're making the PS3, they're still manufacturing and selling PS2s. FIFA 14, as in 2014, FIFA 14 released on the PS2. That's how long people continued to play the PS2. The, the crazy thing about that, too, was that one of the, the reasons that they were able to do that was at the end of its sales life i won't say the life of the console but at the end of when they were still selling these things you could pick up a ps2 for under a hundred dollars yeah you know and wow. so it made it insanely accessible for i can't think of a console that was that cheap can you guys no oh, that, that like anybody wanted no, to play no. for a hundred bucks you know and and then had an amazing library of games like they just when Sony did the PS2, they got so many things right. Like everything fell into place. Hey, we included a DVD player, cutting edge technology, and we didn't charge you an arm and a leg for it. Uh, it came out a full year before the Xbox and the GameCube did. And Huge even though, start. right. I mean, you get that generation of gaming. Like now, if you look at it, right, like it, there's this mega race with Xbox and PlayStation. We see it with the with the PS5 and the Xbox series, right? Yeah. Like where it's like, you know, hey, which one's going to release first? We got to hurry it up and get them out there. Even if we don't have games you want to play, we got to get our console out there because yeah. that's because of the PS2. Because when the PS2 came out, there was no competition at the time. And what's funny is comparatively speaking to the GameCube and the Xbox, the PS2's hardware sucked, man. Like, people bought it because it was the first thing out. They didn't buy it because it was the latest and greatest. And, you know, now everything's the big competition about who's got the best hardware, who's got the best graphics. Oh, you know, this has got ray tracing and variable refresh rates and blah, 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 blah. But back then it was just, hey, we're out and we have games. Buy us. And that's they nailed that, you know. And so that with the backwards compatibility with the PS1 so that you could keep playing all of your old game library and then look forward to the new games that were going to be exclusive to the PS2. It was a home run all the way around. Ironically enough, in 2013, when the PS2 was $100, it's just like a Britney Spears concert ticket. I still couldn't afford it at the time. Um, <laughs> but that, was that was that the PS2 Slim at the time? Did they get rid of that, the, the big bulky one? Because it still wasn't yeah. bulky. Like, if you think about when Josh brings up the Xbox and the uh oh, that the thing GameCube, was a brick, dude. And the, the GameCube Xbox. was hideous. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it looked like a oh, Fisher-Price Lego toy. At least. The Xbox... Yeah, yeah, I didn't think the GameCube looked hideous. I, I thought it was the awful. purple and no, the, the it little was carry ugly. It was awful. GameCube it was, was ugly. It was a great console. It was so small. Yeah, so I know, little. but it was ugly. Yeah. It was tall. And it was tall though. It was like a, it was a cube. It That's did look exactly like it was, was made out of Legos. It was a cube. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was a kid's toy. But the PS2 did did essentially. I mean, I, one could say that it did kill the Dreamcast. Although I think Dreamcast killed Dreamcast because they didn't have a lot of games, a lot of titles. They were infamously like not open source at all which is one thing that i think playstation did well is they they had a lot of different contracts out there or not contracts but they had a lot of different developers creating games that were not necessarily exclusive and so forth and it made a big deal that plus you know the dvd player and the slim beautiful beautiful little fit and it wasn't big and bulky like the xbox or a fisher price toy like the gamecube so yeah and i think just the fact that it was backwards compatible 
was just such a big deal because at release you always have like seven to ten games and most of them are trash. You've got like a couple yeah. decent ones. Everyone tends to buy that one or two games. So for something like the Dreamcast, you didn't have a whole lot to play. And I think a lot of people would have even maybe decided to trade it in and go get a PS2 or something like that because they had all these old games. You could even still buy used PS1 games that were super cheap and play them in the PS2. So you could have that immediate instant library, which was just so neat. And Wasn't, uh, wasn't yeah. the PS2 actually more backwards compatible than the PS3? Oh, yes. Yeah, Cause absolutely. I, yeah, because the PS3, mm-hmm. it was like only certain titles will move over. Like, that's still a big deal. And, and that's something I think that needs to be talked about. Is that's still a big deal today. Like, when the PS5 came out, one of the first questions I raised my hand and said was, can I play PS4 games on the PS5 if I get one? You know? And, of course, now it's it's a yes. And it's But it's funny because that was actually a little bit of anxiety for me because I'm like, I own like 100 discs of P- the hard discs because I don't buy them digitally. I'm like, Paul, I'm old school, you know? Yeah. I want to go to Blockbuster and rent the console and rent the discs and so <laughs> forth, you know? But the whole thing is like, is this backwards compatible? And the PS2 like was a pioneer at the time. Even so... That when PS3 came out, Sony kind of pulled back and said, hold on a minute, we got to make more money off of our new console and try to get this going this way, you know, and so forth. But it's that was a big deal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I could be wrong on this, but I think you could also, for many games, you could plug the PS1 controller into a PS2 and you could play most games with it. Now, the PS1 controllers did not have the dual analog sticks right but as long as the game didn't require those you could actually plug that into the ps2 as well you're 100 percent right because we actually yeah. used i used one of each one time we were playing a game the controller broke in that apartment brad's ps2 and we used one of we're like will this work and it actually worked <laughs> but only on certain games and you probably yeah. hit the nail on the head it was only certain games that, that didn't need the actual analog sticks that's when you tell brad hey brad if you're gonna live here you need to go buy another controller <laughs> well yeah l- later on um when Brad's PS2 licensing ran out, where we thought, you know, PS2 is not good enough, he actually started power leveling us in EverQuest for free, Josh. Oh, okay. And that right. was, that hey, was it. No we more, were like, man. say no yep. more, Brad. You the know guy you get to move into the guest room at this point. Yep. And that, that was it. Like, literally, Brad would, he would actually, at one point towards the end of EverQuest, like 2002, when it started to kind of have a downfall, he actually got paid real life money to power level alts of afterlife which oh, was people made so much money on that oh game. yeah yep. yeah yeah how funny your own personal power level or slash gold farmer yep all right now did you guys own a ps2 because i did not i did not own one but i had multiple friends that had one like i said my, my friend rowden had one and i was at his house almost every day so it was kind of like i didn't really need to own one yeah. At the time. And then, you know, not that I'll go down this road, but I, that is also about the time that I got involved in EverQuest. And, and so at home, I was playing EverQuest. If I was out with friends, we were playing PS2. None of us owned a PS2. There are listeners right now that just stopped playing the podcast. No, because you didn't need to because everybody, <laughs> everybody else had, had one. one. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I didn't need a PS2. Yep. All of my friends had one. From 2002 to like 2005, I think I had three or four roommates at the time, you know, just different parts of life, different jobs, different places. And like, hey, I need a place. You need a place. Let's eh, we'll get an apartment together, whatever. Every single time, one of them had a PS2 and I was like, cool, awesome. I don't have to get one. <laughs> we just we <laughs> nonstop. Yeah, I had a GameCube at release that I bought. And then later I ended up buying an Xbox in order to play Halo. But I, I even went back and bought an old PS1 at some point just to like play some old PS1 games. I owned a PS3, a PS4. I have a PS5 currently, but never had the I'm best-selling jealous. PS2, <laughs> which is wild. All right, now I think it's time to start talking about some games. So let's Ooh. just let's just take turns. We can throw some games out and talk about it. PS2 sold something like 1.5 billion games. I mean, there were so many available. A lot of them were garbage. But a lot of them were also great. So I'm, what do you guys want to talk about? I'm going to I'm going to come in with a hot take just to make this a little <laughs> spicy. Okay? okay. The PS2, I don't think anybody questions that it was an amazing console. Like we've already talked about what made it successful, why everybody in the world owned one. I'm coming in spicy and I'm saying that the PS2 did not have the best lineup of games. 
like, yes, it had some amazing games, and I'm what? sure we'll talk about those. But comparatively speaking, I think the lineup of games for the PS2 specifically, not backwards compatible to PS1, I think it was a little weak. Mm, that is a hot take, and I disagree. I <laughs> I still have to fight the complex that I have because when I owned an Xbox and my friend Curtis had a PS2 and Grand Theft Auto were exclusive to PS2 and I could not play them on Xbox. Yep. That still to this day in my head, I still think, oh, of course, Sony has the best exclusives. And if you actually stop and look at it, that may or may not even be true at this point. Um, but I remember just feeling salty that I was so missing out on games on PS2 that I thought, th- I thought PS2 had by far the best lineup of games for that generation. Okay. So one exclusive to, uh, put the ball, um, or put the points on Paul's side, God of War 2. I, yeah. I'm not saying they didn't have great games. PS2. I'm not That's saying true. that it didn't have amazing exclusives because it did. So don't hear what I'm not saying and saying that all <laughs> the games sucked. What I'm saying is if you take, let's just take the, the N64 game lineup, right? And put it up against the PS2 lineup. N64 games are a million times more memorable. I, I think if you put it out there and said, Hey, you know, this console had the better games. I don't think many people would argue that. Now, some of the exclusives for the PS2 are miles above Grand Theft Auto 3, for instance, right? Like that game, I mean, you know, people would buy a PS2 simply to be able to play that game if they didn't have one already. And Uh, San Andreas as well, as well. Yes, San Andreas. Yeah, well, that is San Andreas, right? Wait, no, that's not San Andreas, is it? San Andreas. Oh, I'm thinking Vice City too, because Mm -hmm. Vice City was on the PS2. So yes, Metal Gear Solid, you know, uh, you know, there's Shadow of the Colossus, which I never actually played. (laughs) These are the best games of all time. No, I I, I, I get it, right? But I'm saying, but comparatively speaking, number of successful or great games i do not view the ps2 as the console that had the greatest game lineup like did it have some absolute mega smash hits yes it did you know but it's like at least for me i do not equate the ps2 with best games of all time yeah ironically enough I, i i was thinking more in terms of its generation do you think ps2 had better games than xbox Oh yeah, or would you? Have, oh yeah, okay. yeah, for sure. All right, well, so you think it was yeah. the best of the generation, yes, just not the best of all time? Exactly, right. And and okay. I'm not comparing that to like the PS4 or something like that. I'm kind of keeping it in the same time frame, you know, as far as that goes. Um, but I just like I said, I don't equate the PS2 when I think about greatest console of all time equals greatest games of all time. Yeah, see, I think that. For its limited, tiny little run, Dreamcast actually had better exclusives and better games than the PS2. Crazy the, Taxi. Soul, Soul Calibur, Crazy Taxi, <laughs> um, Shenmue. That was a big deal. Shenmue was great. Um, what was the Point shooter? Commander, had the Night incredible. of the Dead with the shooter gun? Uh, the little uh, optical gun? House, was, House is, of the Dead? Is it House of the Dead? Yeah. yeah, that, yeah, was, yeah, yeah that was a great yeah. little shooter yeah. to play with friends. But then you go back and look at PS2 had Kingdom Hearts too. So it's like, <laughs> so you okay. never played it. Yeah, it kills. <laughs> that was a big deal, actually. You know, but I don't know. For its time, of course, we can't talk Dreamcast, which you know, obviously, uh, judging by we'll the last have a Dreamcast episode just yeah. for you, Mike. Like, like we'll do a Dreamcast breakdown. We'll yep. talk about every game that released on the console because it's only like all four 12 of them. Games. I was going to yeah, say yeah, it would be a short yeah. episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. No, but but yeah, it, it had great games. Right, You're so, right, though. So, Paul, I came in spicy. What's what's the best game for the PS2? Oh, the very best game? Yeah. Ooh. All right. I got to go. Snake? Snake! Nice. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I heard that seven million times whenever Snake would die. You'd hear the the screaming over the earpiece. I got to talk about Metal Gear Solid 2 and Metal Gear Solid 3. Both were exclusives for the PS2. Uh, I've said this on the show in the past. For me, there's only two leaps in technology that really stand out in my mind. It was the very first time I saw a DVD. Comparing that to VHS was unbelievably a step up from from VHS. And the first time I saw Metal Gear Solid 2 at Fry's Electronics, they had a demo set up where you could play it. And there was a line of 20 people. Wanting to play Metal Gear Solid 2. I don't think it was on any kind of timer. You could just stand there and play as long as you wanted. 
And yeah, I, didn't I even was play actually it. the timer. I was just like, Paul, <laughs> you have to go. You've been here for three hours. <laughs> I just stood on the side watching. And I remember that people would restart the game because they just wanted to experience from the beginning. And it's, it's got opening credits like a movie. You've got like a 10 minute opening cinematic where there's rain, snakes in this like invisibility suit. He jumps off a bridge. He starts infiltrating a boat and you start running around in stealth, shooting guys with trank darts and then hiding their bodies. I mean, it was like seeing the old video games as much as I loved the Nintendo 64. And I really, really did. Like you can't even compare what you were seeing in Metal Gear Solid 2. Still to this day, if you look up the graphics, they're not that bad, despite being 20 years old. I mean, it's really hard to talk about how revolutionary that game was. And I think you make a good point about the graphics, too, because as much as I've been talking of Dreamcast on our PS2 episode, like the Dreamcast was very cartoony looking with a lot of their titles. The PS2, like it looked like that was the first time that we sat down as human beings and said, can we replace actors like real life actors in movies with video game technology? Cause you're looking, you're like, this looks now, of course you look back now and it looks terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. But at the time though, that's when we first started thinking as people like, could we replace actors with like cartoons and polygons and stuff? Because it looked really, really good. You know, that oh, was when yeah. the whole 3D modeling thing came in, like, really, really came to play. Ironically enough, my most played game at the time was probably Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2, <laughs> which I think oh, was yeah. on every one of them. But uh, my <laughs> wife and I, to this day, we still we still play it. It's that, That's why I like, um, what's the Divi- Divinity Originals in 2? Like, Marvel Ultimate Alliance is the same game, just with uh the divinity resistance 2 has the uh the the rolling the role playing part where you actually get turn based combat and so forth but yeah i so for for me some of the games i mean i already touched on like grand theft auto 3 that was revolutionary and honestly i think every grand theft auto since then has kind of been revolutionary they they started the trend on that one like resident evil 4 you know, one of the best oh, yeah. in the series, right? It, it, and Paul, you made a really good point. I think one of the things that the PS2 did is it it did revolutionize a lot of the games that were out there. They it it was it, I don't know if it was because see the hardware was a little bit behind, but then again, it came out a full year ahead of Xbox and GameCube and all that. So it's like I don't know if it's maybe that IO process report thing that you mentioned where developers were already familiar with the PS1. So they had like a leg up to just say, hey, we don't have to relearn everything. So we can continue with what we know and expand upon that big time. Or maybe Sony was really just figuring out the exclusives and dumping tons of money into development for that kind of stuff. Who knows? You know, it may, maybe it's that there wasn't a competitor on the horizon so they could take that extra time to develop these games and they didn't feel like they had to rush a whole bunch of stuff out. Because let's be honest, the game lineup at launch of the PS2 was lackluster. Now, a couple years in, boy, did it explode at that point. You know, mm-hmm. Guitar Hero, like, Guitar Hero didn't come out till 2005, which is five years after the release of the PS2. But everybody in the world knows about Guitar Hero because yep. that was revolutionary yep. at the time. You know, um, God of War, Michael, you touched on it. Now, I was late to the God of War game because I didn't play the actual PS, like the PS2 version of the God of Wars until, I don't know, uh, probably six years ago, you know, as far as that goes. But man, God of War with... Over the top action, the gigantic boss fights, climbing up a Titan or, you know, th- that kind of stuff. And the, the cameras, the way they made the cameras right. move in that game, like it was revolutionary. Right. And, and that's like, like I said, I've never played Shadow of the Colossus. I know that that game is beloved and did kind of the same thing with these absolutely incredible sized beasts that you would you know, have to conquer and stuff like that. And nobody had seen that before either. So I don't know if it was the processing power. I don't know if maybe the developers had time to do this. So there are a lot of games that are insanely memorable for what the PS2 was. Were the Gran Turismo and Tony Hawk games exclusive? Because I, I think they were, maybe? I think Gran Turismo... Tony Hawk definitely was not. Tony Hawk I know was Gran, definitely on Gran Turismo Nintendo was definitely 64. On I think Gran Turismo was. But like Whichever Gran Turismo Tony Hawk was, it was always better on the PS2. Yeah. At least I recall it that way. Now, we just listed off like 40 games. Are we going to circle back to some of those? Or, sure. Uh, Let's do it. 
Because I was going to say he just named Sorry, like just... half of the the best selling games on on, on PS2. <laughs> we're just long listing. Um, I, I will I will go back and say one more thing about Metal Gear Solid Two. Not only was it like technologically and graphically advanced, but even the storyline is really ahead of its time. It addresses things like social media memes. Even before people knew the word meme at large, it addresses it in the game. Artificial intelligence, censorship, totalitarian governments, fake news. A lot of stuff that we see going on in the world today is actually addressed in Metal Gear Solid 2. Talk about being ahead of its time. And Metal Gear Solid 3, you can eat poisonous frogs, and uh, it's great. Snake eats it and says, tastes like poison, Uh, which never (laughs) failed to make me laugh whenever you did it. <laughs> All right, so M- Michael, how about you go next? Is there a p- particular game you want to break down and talk about? Oh man, I think I think I just listed all of them, but um <laughs> I think wasn't it Soul Calibur 2 when they brought in Darth Vader and Yoda? I believe that was a big deal, right? That was that was PS2 I think exclusive at that point cuz Dreamcast had already gone under. And this is like probably 2004, so pretty far into PS2's run. But that was a big deal because it was a fighting game that was beyond whatever Mortal Kombat was doing at the time. Street Fighter was a a thing of the past, but it was kind of cool to see that. um, Actually, this is a big deal because it was a licensing thing. Like Soul Calibur had licensed with PlayStation to bring in Disney. Well, now they're Disney, but at the time, Lucasfilm characters. And they had Darth Vader and Yoda who would fight. Oh, wait a minute. I think that was hold on. Someone's got to get me on this because I think if you had one console, you had one of them. That's exactly what it was. And if you had the other. Yeah. So yep. which one had Yoda? I that was the PS2. The PS2 had Yoda, if I remember yeah. right. And the Xbox had Darth Vader, right? Actually, I don't even know now, if it was Vader, was it? I think it I was just it was Vader. The, no, I think you got somebody else that was kind of lame with the Xbox. The PlayStation one had the better character by far. I never played any of the Soul Calibers, believe it or oh, not. But they were looking, great, dude. I'm looking on awesome. Wikipedia. Soul Calibur 2 released simultaneously on GameCube, PS2, and Xbox. And the characters include uh, Cassandra, Raphael, Talim, Maxi, Youngsung, Taki, Charade. I'm not seeing. Oh, it says. Uh, it was exclusive. Link? No, yeah. Link was on the GameCube. That's what you it got, was. You got a dude from Tekken. His name was uh, Mishima. Hihachi Mishima from Tekken was on PS2. Was that Soul Calibur 3 that am I getting my console switch? Because be. I, I swear that, that I know, was the I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I do, because I remember thinking, like, that's a really cool character. It sucks that that character's locked to, like, this console that yeah. I didn't own at the time either, because I loved Soul Calibur. All right. Well, then yeah. let's, uh, let's drop that and just talk about the amazing <laughs> physics in Gran Turismo 4, guys. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, I, I I just never got around to Soul Calibur. I was too busy playing Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. I you know I did a little bit of Tekken. Absolutely no Soul Calibur whatsoever. Just never never played it. All right, Josh. The, there game I, you want to bring? I up? was gonna. I mean, as a whole, the other thing too was that I think a lot of us are kind of just tired of sports games right now. You know, there's not really because I think they kind of ruined themselves, right? Because it was just all these like basic iterations of the same game. But back then, if a sports game came out, it was pretty incredible at the time. Like there was a big deal for, you know, Tony Hawk to release a new pro skater game or, right. you know, they had the SSX tricky games. Um, yeah, I still I to this day, like every time they had that, it's that song like, it's time to rock. It's time to rock around the clock. It's tricky. <laughs> yep. And like, that's, I'll, my brain will forever equate that to, to SSX, uh, because that was a theme song. I already talked about playing Tekken five with my buddies. Um, but I mean, this is when you started getting, you know, the ESPN footballs, your, your Gran Turismo games. Uh, you know, it, it's just, I think that we, there was a heyday. I won't even get into the fact that they had Twisted Metal Black on the PlayStation. Y'all know <laughs> I love that series. It's just, there's a lot of games that are, are memorable in that regard. I Dude, mean, since you brought up football, I have to mention this. I could not believe I was shocked because in my brain, the PS2 released. 28 years ago. Like, if you just asked me, what, how long ago do you think it came out? I would have said, like, 28 years. I was watching commercials for the release of the PS2, 
and they were highlighting that Madden was one of the release titles. And guess who you see in the commercial for the release of the PS2 throwing the football? Please say Tom Brady. Tom Brady. No. The Patriots. <laughs> no. And I'm like, dude, he's still in the NFL. Like, it's so incredible to me that they actually have him in videos before the PS2 even released. And he it's won a wild. Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Yeah, it really yeah. is. But the, uh, and it, the, the NHL games were incredible. I feel like that was kind of the golden age when, even if you didn't like hockey, you would still play NHL. Oh, some of the hockey games were great, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they were that really was fun. That was one of the first times where, like, truly having all the axes actually worked out really well. And instead of being a side to side type of hockey game, you could go all around and, like, do all those jukes and so forth with all the different angles and so forth. That was, that was a big deal. And that was, that's kind of like when you talk about Soul Calibur 2, like, versus, like, um, what was it? Uh, you mentioned Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and so forth. I, I just said and so forth like 19 times, by the way, guys. <laughs> Killer um, Instinct. But like, yeah, but like the so whole thing was like games. the seamless ability to, and hear me out on this, the seamless ability to actually spin the camera around and move in a truly three-dimensional space that in a third-person view, that's what those hockey games really got down. And the soccer games, too, were incredible. Yeah, they, they absolutely were. Uh, what about Max Payne? Did you guys play that See, back in the day? I never paid. I, I never play played it. Max Payne, and I, I oh, hear the series so much is awesome, but I just never. I, yeah, I never got into it, man. For some reason, especially being Mister Matrix, like clearly they just said, "Let's take this concept of bullet time and make an entire game out of it." So yeah, out of all the three Max Payne games, that's how many there have been, right? Three, I believe. You never played any of them, Josh? No, never. I've heard oh, of them. I've fun. never actually. I don't think I've played a single minute of Max Payne. Yeah, I remember the first one being very neat because it was also highly cinematic and they were trying to make a game kind of feel like you were in the Matrix and it actually worked really, really well. A funny one that I thought I would bring up that might surprise you guys. I played The Sims on PS2. No. All right. I bought The Sims on CD-ROM for my computer. My computer could not run it. I had too bad of a graphics card and I ended up selling the Sims to a friend of mine. And then like a year and a half or two years later, it ended up releasing on PS2 and Nikki's older brother bought it for his PS2. And we used to set timers and just take turns and watch each other play the Sims on console. <laughs> That's actually where I got a lot of my early game time in on the Sims was actually on PS2, believe it or not. If I, if I remember, wasn't, I'm pretty sure that the first Splinter Cell was a PS2 game, wasn't it? Yeah, the Tom Clancy Splinter Cell. I was going to say because I played the heck out of Splinter Cell, and I'm not generally one that's into stealth-based games, but man, was Splinter Cell a great game! And I don't remember where I played that because I didn't own a PS2, so I don't know if I borrowed a buddy's or maybe I just lived at my friend's house for a while. But like Splinter Cell was another one of those games that I felt was very much like a leader in in like creating a genre almost like i mean i know that metal gear had the stealth segments and stuff like that but i feel like splinter cells that one where it's like they really kind of perfected a lot of that to where you really felt like you were sam fisher you know oh, yeah. and, and like and just really like you were that secret agent guy doing all that stuff um that one stands out to me a lot um and then silent hill too did you guys ever play silent hill too Man, no, that game I was didn't. good. I mean, everybody's heard of the Silent Hill series, right? And it's like they've been trying to recapture that ever since then. But the Silent Hill, Silent Hill 1 and Silent Hill 2 were absolutely phenomenal horror games. And again, I, that was exclusive to the PS2 as well. Yeah, you know, one of the funny things is my wife and I have arguments all the time because she's a couple years younger than I am. And around 2000 i was still playing goldeneye a whole bunch and she at the time did not really play goldeneye but she played time splitters do you guys remember that oh, one? oh yep that was a good time, shooter game yeah time splitters 2 is one of my all-time favorite fps's yeah and she to this day is she's like no time splitters was better it was on ps2 it came out right in launch and your goldeneye was terrible so that's it wait time she's kind of funny. she said goldeneye was terrible well, uh, yeah, because it's it's pretty much like it was our high school experience. Like her and her family played Time Splitters, 
Now, granted, she's a couple years younger than me, but we always had that argument. I'm like, no, GoldenEye is way better. And she's like, it's trash compared well, to Time Splitters. GoldenEye was like four years old by that point. And the technology back then was right. improving so fast. Time Splitters had really cool stuff. I remember playing in Time Splitters 2. We would always do four player split screen, and you could pull out your bow and arrow and touch it to any fire source, and it would become a fire arrow, and you could shoot people. And they would have to jump into a water fountain, which was in the wide open middle of the Mexican mission. That was the name of the map. <laughs> and so you kind of just knew you could light people on fire and just follow them as they would run to the water fountain. But then, of course, you could also sit around with snipers and just take out the people trying to run to the fountain. I love Time Splitters. It, it had where you played across different time eras. Very cool series. I know that they were talking about releasing another time splitters a couple years back but it must have fallen through because i don't think it ever actually released oh i i really wish they would they won't yeah. probably but i would love to see that he played so many <laughs> different characters too over the over that journey which was great but yeah yeah that's absolutely a great one Did you guys ever played like I, it's it's funny to me because maybe this was <laughs> maybe i can blame all this on everquest but like ratchet and clank Never played Ratchet and Clank, and that was huge for the PlayStation 2. Um, mm-hmm. You had the Devil May Cry came out on yep. PlayStation 2. Never played that. Yep. Um, and then Psychonauts. Never played Psychonauts. You know, so it's like there's all these series that began with with the PlayStation 2, and I've not experienced any of those. Well, I would also confuse those in my head because... A lot of them were just two names that didn't mean anything to me. So you had like Ratchet and Clank, Jack and and Daxter. Dexter, Wasn't that another yeah, Dexter series? And Jack or, yeah, yeah. And I, and I never knew what they were because to me they were just like, oh yeah, I've seen that cover. Toe Jam in, and in Earl, the store. Banjo Kazooie. Like that was a yeah. thing for a while. There, combo where you names. had to have the combo. Yep. yep. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's one of the biggest things about the PS2 when you look back is there was so many games, so many games that came out. And like you could never point in the direction of which one you wanted to play. It's just like my friend plays this one right now, so I'll play that too. But now looking back at all those games that overlapped so much on release, you're like, how many great games and great series now and sagas and uh, franchises came out of the PS2? Well, we just named like 100 of them, so you get it. Yeah. Well, it was also a very brief time when you had games based on movies that were actually really good. Because nowadays you hear about those and you just shrug them off because you know it's going to be terrible if they come out with, you know, like they were coming out with like The Godfather and and Scarface and like those games never come out good. But Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, they had games that released on PS2 timed with the Spider-Man Tobey Maguire movies. And they were incredibly fun. Those were like the first really, really good Spider-Man games. And at the same time, they were also releasing Lord of the Rings games. That was so right. The Two yeah. Towers and Return of the King, which all, all all of those Spider-Man and Lord of the Ring games had all the real life actors record additional lines for the games. So you had the real Tobey Maguire voicing Spider-Man. You had Ian McKellen recording lines as Gandalf for Lord of the Rings. And so I feel like even PS2 even struck gold by getting some of those really good movie adaptations as well. Which at the time, like movie actors did not care about two things, TV or video games. And to say that you've got Sir Ian McKellen, well now, not at the time, doing voice lines for a video game as an exclusive or non-exclusive launch, whatever it is for the PS2, that's a huge thing. Yeah. Well, we've mentioned that before as well, where the GTA games started bringing in movie like triple a talent oh, yeah. to record. So that was another huge revolutionary thing here because I know that I've mentioned it um, previously, but the PS two is what turned me into a gamer before that. My 64 really just sat unused unless I had friends over. And then when we got tired of playing basketball or it got too dark and the light wasn't working or whatever, then that's when we would play Mario Kart or pilot wings or whatever. <laughs> um, But then when I started playing GTA 3 and GTA Vice City, and I started seeing that, oh, you can actually have these 40-hour-long campaigns that are just as compelling as a movie with top-line voice talent, that's what really sucked me in. That's when I started buying 
all kinds of games like um true crime uh streets of la fantastic game probably no one out there has even heard of i was buying every game like that because this this console is what really got me into gaming if the ps2 was not out i probably would have been converted at some point but for me this was the channel that really gripped me and brought me fully into where gaming became like my number one hobby all right i'm gonna take back what i said earlier because uh, oh <laughs> i've oh. been scrolling through dude uh, like uh, the games on playstation 2 were actually incredible and here's why i'm gonna say that <laughs> i've been looking through metacritic's list of like best pl- playstation 2 games i'm yeah. 300 deep Literally <laughs> wow. 300 games deep, and I'm not under a Metacritic score of 80. Like, yeah. and so I think that's the thing is like, while my brain initially goes, yeah, there was only a few mega blockbusters for the PlayStation 2. I think the issue was there was an insane amount mm-hmm. of games that were still just really good, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I think that gets a little bit lost in the sense that like, when you went to Blockbuster and rented a game, you had an amazing chance that that game was going to be a lot of fun for the weekend, you know, or the three days that you rented that game or something like that. Cause I'm just scrolling this list. I'm 300 deep and I'm finding games where it's like, Oh yeah, that game was a lot of fun. You 14 know, years of games right, is a lot. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> and so, so I take back what I said, I, I you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say that it had the best games, but the offering of great games that it did have, I think is is probably second to none now that I'm actually looking through this insanely comprehensive list. You know, I, yeah, maybe it's recency bias. You know, people think the PS4 and God, you know, the remake God of War and Red Dead and stuff like that. But man, when you have just this many incredible games to choose from, that that says something. Didn't the PS2 have the most games of all time? Oh, I mean, probably. Is is that a stat that Paul said earlier? I'm not sure if he said that or not. I brought it up when we did a tournament of the best console of all time because I picked PS2 in the first round, which did not win. We crowned the 64 as the best console in that tournament. Really? And I remember having a lot of stats. I mean, the 64 is great. 64 is is great. PS2 had by far the most games and the most game sales. When I said 1.5 billion game sales, I'm pretty sure that's accurate. And no other console even comes close. Uh, By the way, we didn't even mention some of the really popular games, especially amongst kids. Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, which are both now owned by Microsoft, which is hysterical. I was never a fan of Spyro. (laughs) I could not get... And I love dragons, man. I was a and d nerd growing up. My wife loved it. I could not get into Spyro. Yeah, I wanted nothing to do with it. (laughs) All right, so last question of the podcast. Now that we've broken down the PS2 in more detail, do you think the PS2 is the best console of all time? What do you guys think? No right or wrong answer. Personal opinion. It killed the best console of all time, which was the Dreamcast. As clearly <laughs> you can hear for the first twenty minutes of this show, are you um, more sad that the Dreamcast went bankrupt or that Elite Dangerous is so low on our leaderboard? I, uh, <laughs> I'm going to leave that to Twitter later on. I'll post a poll. Um, no, is the PS2 the best console of all time? It's so hard to say. Like, what? what how do you want to base it off of? You know, like your sales, well, your yes. basis, uh, games. Yes, I'm, uh, it's rhetorical. I'm not asking you guys. I'm saying, like, how do you want to base it off of? Like, yes, it had the most sales by what, like seven times the Xbox, which blew my mind just now. It probably had by far the most games. It was revolutionary. It had a DVD player before the PS3 had a Blu-ray player. Man, they followed that up well, didn't they? They sure Uh, did. It was backwards compatible. You could use the same controllers. Nobody was doing this at the time. Is it the best console of all time? Quite possibly, yes. Ironically enough, it's perhaps the one that I've played the least of, which is why (laughs) I can't really answer it that way because I, it's, it's a hard one because... Arguably, yes, it's the best one of all time. Do I think it is? I think it's the one that I had the least experience with, even though Isn't I played that like crazy because games on it. Uh, same with me. I yeah. like I said, I ne- I don't I don't recall owning one. If I did, it was uh, an old, yep. dusty, dirty one, so that I could play whatever game at the time. Um, this one's tough because I we we did crown N sixty four because man, I, I mean, you know, Super Mario, Legend of Zelda, Golden Eye, 
you know, some of the Banjo-Kazooie, Mario Kart, you know, I mean, it's hard to argue with those types of games. Yeah. Go ahead and put an asterisk next to your Wii because I wasn't part of this at the time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> you know, um, I, I'll say this. I think I think the smartest thing that the PlayStation 2 ever did was including that DVD player. I said it at the beginning of the show. Absolutely. I'm going to say it again because here we are in 2022. Right. And, and, and they're still doing this to this day where they're trying to make a console an all in one entertainment system. Right. And the PlayStation 2 is what started that. When they went with the, hey, you can use this for your family and for your gamers, that changed the industry forever. You know, and I remember when, you know, the Xbox 360 was coming out and the PS3 or the PS4 and everybody was really homing in on this entertainment system they wanted to call it right where it's like hey you can stream netflix to this and you get these menus and you can set up profiles and your 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 wife can have her own profile and her own little icon when she wants to watch tv and it was like yep i'm buying a console to play video games i personally don't care about any of that other stuff but i get as a household purchase if you can convince your dad or your wife or whoever you know needs to be convinced that this is a good purchase for your house, that's a win. But I feel like the PS2 is what started all of that. And and it, man, that says an awful lot. And some crazy irony since you brought in the fact that we want all in one now, right? Like they're there and we, we talk about this all the time in our Discord, which by the way, if you're not in our Discord, I'm sure this this chat here that we're having is going to fan the flames of a lot of discussions. So, you know, join our Discord. Um <clears throat> But the biggest thing is like there's a lot of console versus PC and so forth. Did you know that speaking of all in one, PS2, I believe, was the first one to do this. There was actually a Sony Bravia TV that had yes. a PS2 built in. Built in. Wait, it was, it was the KDL twenty two PX three hundred. Yep. It was How built smart in. is that? Man. The base yep. is the PS2 and the TV sticks out on top. It was like a twenty-two yep. inch TV. Nothing. It was special. a twenty-two inch. It was awful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and wow. it didn't sell well. If you can find one now, it's probably worth a lot of money or yeah. no money. It, it either goes on one end or other end of the spectrum. I, but I'm gonna I'm gonna change my answer, man. I, I mean, just lo- like I said, looking at a, a list of you know just the top 300 games, what it did for getting consoles into your household and getting your parents to accept, you know, I mean, dude, if your mom or dad walked over to the PS2 and put a DVD in to watch a movie, y- you felt good about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. you know. Yeah. Yep. So I, I I think it is. I I might have to change my answer. <laughs> well, Sony was just so smart because the PlayStation 1 could play CDs, so you didn't have to buy a CD player. Some people may not know you used to have to spend a couple hundred bucks on a CD player. PS2 right. played DVDs, PS3 played Blu-rays, PS4, they still squeezed by on all the exclusives, but they didn't really offer you any anything groundbreaking in that regard. PS5, same thing. And now we're seeing where Microsoft with Game Pass has really kind of taken the mantle for best console right now. And, uh, you know, I'm curious to see if Sony can maybe refine some of that old magic. PS4 did um, release with HDR, I think, which nobody else did. At the yeah, time. that's not as revolutionary as playing a Blu-ray. Um, that's like, correct. HDR is great. But did you know? But, but there's a little fact out there that's that's actually very, very, very true. Lots of varies. The PS6 is actually bringing back Betamax. Boom. <laughs> oh, there I, we go. I, I, I think we can shoot that rumor down. Um, nope. <laughs> right now. You heard I mean, it here first. <laughs> since since we're talking about it, you know, do you guys remember when it was Blu-ray versus HD DVD? Sure yep. did, and Josh. The, the and Xbox 360, like the special edition. Yeah, there was also yeah. super audio CDs versus DVD audio. There were these big wars between wow. the audio and the video formats. Do you guys? And I think Blu-ray won in large part See, because of I the PlayStation. I was going to say a hundred percent. Blu-ray is the adopted because I remember this insane war because I was siding with HD DVD because at the time I was kind of leaning like more of like an Xbox guy. But that was the big thing. If you remember, nobody wanted to commit because it was like, wait, is Blu-ray going to win or is HD DVD going to win? And I think Blu-ray won very much because of the popularity of PlayStation. It's funny because we're getting way off topic because Blu-ray was PS3. But I can say that I was definitely on Team Blu-ray. And for one reason, one reason alone, 
is because Betamax was also Sony, and that <laughs> failed for no reason other than, I don't know, the general public is dumb, and Betamax <laughs> is way better. And so I said, you know what? This time, Sony, you're going to win. I've and never- so I was at... Yep. I've never felt like Michael's been so old to hear him, t- <laughs> to hear him rave about Betamax in the Dreamcast. My grandfather. <laughs> Michael, yep. Michael's also pro open real players yeah, over, gonna... <laughs> over, over, over streaming or I over may or have one. Yeah. <laughs> no, my grandfather back in 1994 when Star Trek Voyager came out was sending me, I lived in Missouri at the time, and he was sending me Betamax tapes, which at the time were archaic. They were 10 years old at the time. He was sending me Betamax tapes with Star Trek Voyager recorded on them because so there was no cable back then. Anyways, yeah. uh, long story short, go Sony. Sony fanboy for life. Um, unfortunately, not anymore. About a year ago, I went to war with sony on twitter and i'll never buy a sony product again so <laughs> oh boy even as you're trying to buy a ps5 so that's different that, that's just because it's superior <laughs> tv okay no, like, okay <laughs> some 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 uh yeah cognitive dissonance there but that's okay that's, i'm gonna yeah. say i'm gonna say ps2 is the greatest console i think it did not even have the best hardware within its generation gamecube and xbox were both better xbox had xbox live which revolutionized online gaming but the PS2, man, you can't argue with 155 million sales. They just absolutely crushed the games, the marketing, coming out a year early, playing DVDs. I think you've got to say it's the most successful, no question. And so I'm going to say, yeah, best console, I, I I would say, is the PS2. You know, I'm really glad we all agree on this um, because I'm in, I'm in Team PS2. It definitely is the best console ever. Um, I'm very happy that a week ago... Uh, when we recorded, or a week ago when our last episode released, we were not in agreement on the best game of all time, let alone the best space game of all time. But you know what? <laughs> I feel like we've healed together with the PS2, and what a sure. great what a great thing to heal together, <laughs> even though y'all are wrong about Elite Dangerous. I mean, really, the Atari 2600 was the best console of all time, but... <laughs> You know, we won't go back that far. <laughs> no. Just, 150 million 150 million sold or 150 sold? Hey, it got it got consoles <laughs> into people's houses, Michael. No, nah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. All right. Well, if those of you out there are curious to know, our next deep dive game is going to be V Rising. So as always, we have our This Week in Gaming episodes on Thursday and our quick takes on Saturday, but then our next hour-long plus episode a week from today will be on V rising, which I think will be an absolute blast to talk about. I know that we have spent a ton of time. We did some of our first castle rating. We're going to be able to talk about all of that a week from now. Can't wait to get into it. Please join our discord. It's free link is in the episode description. And once again, if you want extra content and to help fund our show, MultiplayerSquad.com is where you want to go. You can see all of our Patreon options, which start at $5 a month. And we're all done. So hope you guys enjoyed reflecting back on the times of the PS2. And there's still some great games you can play out there on emulators or if you still have your old console sitting around. And I think that's it for today. On top of all this, one more thing. If you follow the tweets and the Twitters and the Twitter action, I'm going to put a poll out that asks is the ps4 or ps2 the best console of all time let us know what you think follow us at multiplayer pod wherever um consoles are looked at online and by that i mean (laughs) only instagram and only twitter um because we're not we're not doing the the tiktok because that's a lot of work and also we're 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 old we're old we're too old for tiktok exactly (laughs) all right we'll see you guys next time happy gaming cheers Cheers, everybody